allowed. All right, welcome to the first ever Pro Football Jokes podcast, where we will make some jokes and drink some Cokes and uh, maybe talk about some football in between. Uh, so I got uh, Pep the Chep here with me. Uh, how you doing, Pep? I'm doing all right. Ready to talk some football, man. Uh, and right beside him is uh, our pal, Jemp3220. Hey, yeah, it's good to be here. Glad we're finally getting our podcast up and running. Yeah, it's, it's about time. Um, so uh, we got some uh, big news to, uh, to talk about today. Uh, are you ready to talk about it, Jim? Uh, actually, I got to go grab some lunch. I'll be back in a little bit. Oh, okay. Uh, I okay. I guess Jim's uh, uh, taking his lunch break. Uh, odd time to take it, but I guess you know he's got to keep working on Adobe and Who. Um. It's been three years in the making. It's going to be a great article. Yeah, I think it's. Uh, that's hard. I that's, think it's really coming along. Like it's, we're really heading into the peak of Indomitian Sue's career. So it's, uh, it's a good time for it. All right, Pearson. Uh, so, just in the news today, the Bears are expected to trade at least two first-round picks for. Khalil Mack, uh, how are you feeling about this trade? Here's my hot take on it. I think everybody that's not a Bears fan might hate this trade. Um, you know, they got two first-round picks in compensation. That's why it's a hot take, I'd describe it as. I just, you know, that, you know, four years ago when Reggie McKenzie took over, they they took Khalil Mack and Derek Carr with their first two picks and those guys have really become the faces of the offense and defense respectively and kind of molded the Raiders into who they are last year wasn't as expected you know everybody expected higher results but I think trading Khalil Mack is just a huge mistake even though he wants an Aaron Donald kind of deal he kind of deserves it you know but maybe you feel differently no, I completely agree. Uh, Khalil Mack's one of the best defensive players in the league. Uh, two first-round pick is nice, but uh, are you really going to hit on somebody who's uh, better than Khalil Mack? Uh, I, I don't know. It's your your pal John Gruden's decision. Uh, he's uh, kind of taken over this team, and uh, likes. I think he just uh, wants to get rid of as many as Reken- Reggie McKenzie's uh, picks as possible. Uh, he already cut Obi Melifonwu. Uh, and uh, looking like he's either going to trade or cut uh, Mario Edwards Jr. as well, who's probably the best interior defensive lineman. Um, yeah, so he's kind of hoping on uh, his draft this past year to to make a huge impact, um, which is interesting because he has Maurice Hurst, who uh, could die of a heart con- his heart condition at any moment on the field. Um, so there's a little bit of an ethical issue there, but you know we'll see how it works out. I, yeah, and I, I saw the news about Mario Edwards. I, maybe it really is a long-term thinking. But also my next thought is, does this make the Bears that much better? You know, I kind of think it does. Uh, the Bears, I think their biggest issue on, on defense, at least, was their were their edge rushers. I mean, they, had, they have Leonard Floyd, Aaron Lynch, Sam Acho, who are like not that impressive of a group when put on their own. But... Add Khalil Mack to the mix, you know, they're 
the, they have a, they're all kind of good complementary rushers. And now I think they have a really good pass rushing group. Uh, their interior line's pretty good. Their linebacker should be, should be, if Roquan Smith pans out, that should be great with him and Danny Trevathan. Uh, and their corners are, you know, decent at least. I think they're, they, they got a solid corner group, uh, along with, uh, a really good safety group as well with Adrian Amos being, uh, I think he was second team all pro last year. Might, might, might have just missed out. Um, but uh, he was really good last year, and uh, Eddie Jackson so promises a rookie. So I, I think their defense could be could be one of the one of the surprising units in the NFL this year. Uh, and if Matt Nagy can fix that offense, then they could they they could they could surprise people and make a playoff run. It's not crazy to say that their defense just got a whole lot better, and maybe NFL.com fantasy might just bump them up ten slots in uh <laughs> drafting and, and and we all know they have the best running back in the nfl jordan howard jordan howard that's yeah. your guy. i mean oh I, absolutely the bears I, are a big question mark um maybe we should just talk bears a little bit because to me you know they've just been really up and down the record hasn't been that great but they do have a good running game mitch trubisky huge question mark for me but as you just elaborated on their defense quite a bit, you know, things look good for them. It's just a tough division. Yeah, it definitely is. Uh, I like, the, I think the Vikings are a really good all around. Uh, they're only, the only problem with the Vikings, is their offensive line, but I think they're good enough everywhere else to compensate for that. They, their offensive line wasn't great last year and they were still made for the NFC championship. Uh, the Packers, you know, they're they're always gonna be in the mix with Aaron Rodgers, uh, and they have a lot of talent on defense, so there's a they definitely have a high ceiling, but the, there's also a lot of question marks on that team. Uh and the Lions have are, are still a solid team. They're they're solid all around. Uh but the Lions don't really have as really have any stars. You know, Matthew Stafford's kinda there carrying the team and I don't know that he can carry them afloat uh if if the Bears live up to their potential, which uh, the the big biggest question with the Bears is Mitch Trubisky, I think. Yeah, I mean, with the Lions, you know, I think another hot take by me, we've seen Marvin Jones, Jones and Golden Tate, and <clears throat> I think they're as good as they can be, and that's I, I think that's their their ceiling, and and not to say they're bad receivers, it's a good receiving core. Um, yeah, I would say they're both like really good number two receivers, but they don't really have a, a number one. Like the Marvin Jones and Golden Tate are probably like, if they were either one of them was a number two receiver, I guess one of them just technically has to be a number two receiver. They'd be you know one of the best number two receivers in the NFL, but yeah. I just don't consider them in that number one receiver category. They're they're doing they're doing what they were assigned to do. It's just a matter of. Will this Legarrette Blunt signing pan out, or will this Carry On Johnson drafting pan out? And can they get that running game? What? That's always wait, wait. wait. Uh, Amir Abdullah is still there, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> uh, not on the roster bubble at all, and uh, got a safe spot on the roster. Sorry about that. Totally yeah. forgot him. He was uh, everybody's 59th pick in the draft a year, two years in the making, right? Oh yeah, I he. 
he set the world on fire. Didn't you see that first like fifty three yard preseason run that he had? Oh, that was that was amazing. I mean, that was his rookie year. I'm talking about, but uh, yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah that that division is very. I wouldn't say intriguing, but always kind of, you know, if if Trubisky can can pan out, it might be be competitive. I'd say. Yeah, I mean, all 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 Matt Nagy has to do is do exactly what Sean McVay did last year. Easy stuff. Um, but you know, according to Mitch Trubisky's Madden ratings, it might be a little tough to do that. Yeah, uh, I was playing with him, uh, and uh, he could not hit an open receiver to save his life. <laughs> and he so, um, everybody except Jordan Howard, so I don't know what's going on there, but you might have rigged the game. Yeah, I, I trusted. Uh, I, I trust Madden to for all my player projections. So actually, my question not, not looking good for Mitch um, Trubisky. What do you think about Allen Robinson this year? Oh, I love Allen Robinson. Robinson. I think I think he's gonna easily lead the Bears in targets. Uh, he'll I think he'd go back to being one of the upper echelon receivers, top ten, top ten receiver this year if Mitch Trubisky doesn't suck. Yeah, I think, I think, um, well, I, I drafted a team kind of the way you would, but uh, in my 12-person PPR league, someone, <clears throat> Allen Robinson was sitting there in, I think, round four, and um, I was one pick away. The guy in front of me took a minute to draft, and you know how it's Allen Robinson and Juju, back-to-back, and uh, he took Juju. <laughs> And I was like, okay, I'm taking Allen. Um, because I, I'm i kind of in the same boat with you. I think he's he's going to be leading them in targets. And, you know, Kevin White might pan out. Maybe he won't. But <clears throat> Allen Robinson's kind of a proven dude. And, and, you know, hopefully Mitch Trubisky can, can get a good connection with him. Yeah, since we have absolutely no plan on this uh, podcast, I would like to – talk about i think juju is going way too high in fantasy way too high. uh i i i think juju's a good good player but i mean we saw james washington really flash in the preseason i i i, I would not be i would not be shocked if james washington outproduced juju this year it i'm not saying he will do that i'm not saying i like i would take james washington over juju just you know flat out given the choice of course, I'd rather have Juju because we've seen it from seen it from him. But given the the draft price that you're put, put paying for Juju versus James Washington, I mean, I'd easily rather have James. Wa- I'd, I've heard it from Steelers fans; they know that <laughs> their rookie receivers come on <laughs> come on, and they 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 immediately have impact. So I, I would it, not be surprised at all. You, it gets you thinking about wide receiver twos, right? So. Who is the best, you know, <clears throat> we've got Juju, he's below AB, right? Yeah. Who is like the best second wide receiver in the league? Ooh. And that gets That's talked tough. about, you, you could think about Marquise Goodwin, you could think about, you know, Will Fuller, he's easily, I'd put him below Juju, but what do I know? That's, you know? That, yeah, no, I, I would agree, I... 
think this is a very interesting question. I don't see, we used to have all these, you know, super duos of receivers back when Demarius Thomas and Manuel Sanders were great together. Used to have Calvin Johnson, Golden Tate were really good. Um, I'm trying to think Jordy Nelson, Randall Cobb at one point were both actually good players. Uh, but uh, I, if, I, if I'm taking one number two receiver, I'd take one of the one of the Vikings too. I don't know who you consider number one, who you consider number two. It's Adam Thielen or Stefan Diggs, but I, I think one of those two has to be considered the the top number two receiver. That's a good call. I think it's a toss up between who's really wide receiver one there. Uh, yeah. And as I've I've boasted to you in text, I, I feel like Diggs will be the number one, and that was your sleep last year. Um, I, will- I, I I agree, but I think that still means like I still believe it. I think Adam Thielen's a really good player, and I think absolutely he probably off the top of my head, I think he would be the the top number two receiver in the NFL. I do have to give you credit. Last year, you were like Stefan Diggs is my sleeper of the year, and his fantasy numbers yeah. <clears throat> don't. Obviously, last year he, he was good. Great, he, he was good in fantasy, but he he sl- definitely slowed down after the injury and stuff. Um, really started off hot. I, I think this is going to be a big year for him. You're right. So yeah, as long as he can stay healthy, should be good. Whatever, whatever offense they're running up there, it's going to be good. And Kirk is obviously getting a connection with Diggs pretty early. But um, yeah. And uh, so let's go back to some of the news uh, this week. Um, a lot of people getting some big, big contracts. Um, earlier in the week, Odo Beckham got paid and was the highest paid non, uh, non-QB uh, in the NFL. And then Aaron Rodgers get the... Uh, get the... Uh, you know, it gets the biggest contract ever. Um, and of course, then there was the Aaron Donald being that highest paid non QB following that um, and blowing all defensive players contract out of the water. Uh, and of course, Khalil Mack will soon get a contract from the bears. I'm assuming. Um, so what do you think of these uh, paying these guys, these huge, huge amounts of money? Well, um, you know, I've kind of become, I guess insensitive is a bad word to use, but kind of like, you know, it's kind of expected, uh, you know, the way the market goes each year, we, we watch it go up and, um, you know, I've been watching all these guys get paid year after year, really when I paid attention to it, you know, and, um, it's just the market, you know, and, and we can get into wide receivers in a bit. I think the guys you mentioned um, deserve their contracts given the market and the way these agents kind of work the game with all due respect. You know, um, I thought honestly the Gronk deal was actually a little low, but very Patriot esque. Um, yeah. Well, the Gronk deal wasn't, was technically just, they added some incentives to his deal. It wasn't, yeah. you know, a brand new deal. <laughs> I mean, everything's going to keep getting bigger and bigger. I think, um, with the Kirk Cousins contract, it kind of fully guaranteed changed the game a little bit. But um, something we were talking about personally was wide receiver contracts this year have been a little wacky. 
and you can point out a lot of various cases like Paul Richardson's deal. Um, who Tyler Lockett got extended? Paul Richardson seems like nothing now. I, uh, you know, back at the time it seemed big, but he's only getting paid what eight million a year. I mean, Tyler Lockett's getting paid almost thirteen. And there you go, saying only eight million a year. It's pretty crazy, right? <laughs> yeah. Randall Cobb gets eight million dollars a year, and Jemp just rejoined. Uh, oh, look who it is! Hey, I just good to be back. Lunch was great. Thank you for asking. And now I'm fueled <laughs> up to talk some football. Oh yeah. Uh, so Jack, how do you feel about these uh, huge contracts that people are getting? Odell Beckham getting paid nineteen million. Uh, Aaron Rodgers getting paid almost thirty-four million. Uh, Aaron Donald making twenty-two and a half million. So, so what I got to say about these kind of things is um, OBJ, I am not his biggest fan. I know a lot of people like him more, uh, but the dude, the dude produces. When he's on the field, he gets touchdowns. He makes plays, um, and they're obviously not investing in their quarterback position there in New York, so might as well invest in some skill guys uh, around Eli. I, hope, I believe they're thinking Eli is going to play three, four more years for him. Um, but that's kind of the surprise there. The inter- the Donald one was a no-brainer for me. you got to get that guy locked up. Nobody is disru- disruptive as him. Uh, and that, that whole Rams team is about that stellar defense, I believe, starts with Donald, and then their offense that goes with Gurley. So they're deciding to pay those guys rather than really invest. Again, they have golf getting the job done, but they're not paying that kind of money there. And then lastly, the one that I actually like the least, but I understand the Packers how to do it, is Aaron Rodgers for this amount of money. Uh, Aaron Rodgers obviously is an unbelievably talented quarterback. Uh, all, all those good things you can say about him. He's won one Super Bowl, one less than Eli Manning. Uh, so I don't know why Eli is not making $34 million. But Rodgers is – that's that's a joke there for for the listeners. Uh, yeah, it's a football <laughs> joke, so we appreciate that. Yeah, but we like Rodgers – Rodgers doesn't seem to stay healthy. And I like, I mean, this go, con- contract goes till he's 40. Like, I don't think he's the Drew Brees and Tom Brady type thing. I think he has some potential, not because his skill level or his brain won't be there, but I, I don't know if his body will allow him to really live up to this kind of deal. I think the Packers are going to, they're already passed by the Vikings. They're obviously passed by the Lions. And now with the Bears addition, like, Packers are going hell, downhill south fast. Yeah. And you do have to, uh, it is Aaron Rodgers making almost twenty percent of the salary cap this year. Um, so I mean, that's for one player. Uh, not the, and I don't think it was a. I I I think they had to pay him. I mean, they're not going to move on from Aaron Rodgers and the way the quarterback markets go. And this is what they had to pay him. I, honestly, he is worth it. But there's also the question that you know they're competing with thirty one other teams, and he hasn't. He has. He didn't even win a Super Bowl on his last deal, where he was making a lot less. So, how is he going to make it when they have less money to spend to bring in free agents? Which I guess Ted Thompson doesn't really do anyway. But uh, they they brought in a new guy. They were they they thought they would start to do do more of that. They brought in Jimmy Graham, but it's going to be going to be tough with uh, being hamstrung by this huge QB deal. Which we see teams that paid their quarterback these huge deals don't tend to win the Super Bowls. It's usually, you know, Tom Brady takes a little bit less. So he's won a lot of Super Bowls and then had, you know, Russell Wilson make it on his rookie deal where he wasn't getting paid a lot. Uh, 
So, I mean, it's it's tough when you're paying your quarterback all the money. Yeah, and I mean, that's you got to, I mean, have some sympathy with the front offices. Like we mentioned, we kind of uh, pick them apart for making some of these deals, but they ultimately don't have a choice. I mean, Green Bay would have imploded if they did something and Aaron Rodgers walked, those kind of things. Like they're just hamstrung and have to do it, but it really makes their job a lot harder trying to continue to create a championship team around it. Like Seattle, they're kind of falling apart largely because they had so many great deals and contracts, but now those guys are getting paid, and it's just tough to sustain when you have to pay these big names a lot of money and they start getting hurt and different things. Yeah, for sure. But overall, I would say I don't mind when they're paying their superstars these money, like Aaron Donald, Odell Beckham, Aaron Rodgers. I I, I think you got to keep those guys. They're transcendent type players that you got to keep on your team and you're paying them what they're worth at least. Uh, but the, you know, the deal like Tyler Lockett getting nearly 13 million. I mean, I like Tyler Lockett as a complimentary player, but he's making like, if Tyler Lockett's making 13 million, Odell Beckham should be making like 30 million. Like, I had, would you rather have two Tyler Lockett's or an Odell Beckham? I, I just think Tyler Lockett like, has a good agent. <laughs> uh, I, I, I Clearly. I you, mean, Alex, uh, no, it's just glad uh, Seattle spent some more money on a wide receiver instead of getting an offensive lineman because we're going to see more of this this year in Seattle with Russell Wilson. As soon as he takes the damn snap, he's going to just run for his life. And that's why I've drafted him in every single, almost every single fantasy league is because he's going to take the snap, he's going to run for his life and do what he does. I he's mean, done well. He, he's spent, what, six years in the league and – uh as much as I do not like the Seahawks, given their history with the Redskins in the playoffs, he he is going to be a Hall of Fame quarterback, and um, you know that team is always intriguing. They're they're always going to be competitive, and it. But going back to your wide receiver thing, it's just unbelievable that they would just give Tyler Lockett that much money. And and how much is Doug Baldwin making? Uh, I'm not sure. I. Probably less than that, honestly. Uh, but I mean, it started with the Sammy Watkins contract. That was just crazy. I mean, it's crazy that you know Sammy Watkins can get paid sixteen million dollars a year uh, when when you know Le'Veon Bell can't get a new contract. You know, he, I, I I think he would take sixteen million dollars a year if they offered it to him, but I don't think they're offering that. But uh, Le'Veon Bell had uh, more receiving Baldwin, yards no, than Sammy Watkins. Doug Baldwin's about to make a so, $8 million dollars a year. <laughs> a little over eight this year, and then nine next year, then ten. The year. So, don't worry. Doug Baldwin only catch, catches touchdowns for those guys. He's not that. <laughs> yeah, his overall average salary is $11.5 million a year So, uh, for his last contract. So, he's making less than Tyler Lockett. I assume that'll change with this next contract, but still. Got to be an awkward uh, locker room confrontation <laughs> there. No, I think players are usually happy when other people get paid because they know that means they're just going to get paid nope. more next time. <laughs> all right, so kind of the floor is, uh, you know, we've cleared all the big news and, and we've, you know, cleared contracts and stuff. The floor is kind of open right now. What do you guys want to talk about? So real quick, let me hop in. Forgive me if you've already talked about this as I was um, taking care of lunch. But uh, 
Have you guys talked big. about the Teddy Bridgewater trade? I thought. Oh, we did not trade because I'm Teddy thinking about trade that. New York Giants. And again, I mean, they paid Odell all this money, but what happens if Eli just sucks or he gets hurt? Like, I mean, I know Eli doesn't get hurt. I mean, as well, his career thing was broken by a bad coach, but uh, I thought he was a great fit. I don't know why they wouldn't have tried to go out and get him for the Giants. That, that would have been interesting, but uh, the Giants just don't trade with the Jets. It just doesn't happen. <laughs> The, the Jets and Giants, just uh, they, they just don't trade. So, I mean, I, it doesn't surprise me that didn't happen. But I don't I, – I do think that makes sense as a fit, honestly. I don't really believe in Eli. Uh, but, uh, I mean, they drafted, you know, a quarterback in this draft and they drafted a quarterback in the last draft. So, I mean, I I, I don't know. The, I, I, I'm honestly kind of surprised the Saints traded for him. It's, it's kind of strange because he's on a one-year deal. So, I don't know – what happens next year? Do they do they try to re-sign him? Do they franchise him? What? Uh, it's gonna be kind of strange. They gave up. Yeah, that'll be a fun thing to watch. I I believe. I mean, Teddy Two Gloves. I actually think has got the potential to be a pretty darn good quarterback. Um, and I mean, all the reports sound great about him coming back from his devastating injury. Uh, so I mean, there's no reason to believe he can't do it. It is interesting with that one-year deal and. More than one year, but he would be a great successor to Jabriz if they're able to pull that off somehow. But what I find really interesting about it is, I think so many people are kind of caught up in the fact that the Eagles happened to win a Super Bowl because their backup was pretty dang good. And there's a lot of talk now about everybody needs to have a good backup in order to succeed. And it's just honestly the chances of your starting quarterback going down and your team still being relevant in the way the Eagles were is just. I really don't think that's something that's possible to really plan for. Um, I agree with you, John. <laughs> yeah, if you want to get a quarterback that can win a Super Bowl, then it's hard enough to get one quarterback to win a Super Bowl. It's hard to get get two. Is uh, you're, you're asking a little too much of your team. I I think you try to it, you try to plan so you're winning a Super Bowl with your starting quarterback. If if he goes down, then you're probably not winning the Super Bowl that year, and that's okay. Like you're not going to win the Super Bowl every year. Yeah, and I mean, I, I agree with you. Um, I think I think Bridgewater is a darn good QB, and you know the move makes sense for the Saints, and they gave up a third rounder, but um, like I've been dealt more preseason Jets games than I thought I would. Yeah, I've yeah. watched three Jets preseason games this, this preseason, um, and every time I watch Teddy Bridgewater, it's like, how can you hate this guy? He is. Just like he's just happy to be back on the field and and clearly still got it. Um, so I think the move makes sense for the Saints. Um, I would, you know, personally would have liked to see him just take that starting job in in New York with the Jets and and um, you know kind of kind of kill it. But apparently Todd Bowles he's going to get fired at the end of the season. They're going. There, there is. They do not have a chance, and we can go into that <laughs> if you guys want. But um, no, I'm I'm a biased Teddy Bridgewater fan. I think he's a good quarterback, and I think honestly, I rarely do this, but I have to agree with Mike Silver. I think this is a good trade, and um, <laughs> I, I'm a big. I'm just I'm just a big uh, Teddy Bridgewater fan. Uh, I think he rocks. So. Yeah, it's hard not to root for Teddy Bridgewater after what happened to him and what he's gone through. But uh You know, like he threw that pick against the Redskins and uh 
he was he was just smiling like just the close up on him. Honestly, you, you like, do have to give the Jets some credit on this move though. Like they signed Teddy Bridgewater for pretty much nothing and flipped him for a third round pick with like no pretty much no downside to what they did. Uh, they just got a free third round pick out of the out of the whole thing. Yeah, it was a, it was a very smart move by the Jets, which is I mean, <laughs> rarely ever say that they. That was I haven't seen well a played by move them and, this good by the Jets since uh, they drafted Robbie Anderson. So, <laughs> I agree with that. Do you guys want to talk about the AFC East? Yeah, sure. Um, so I think the AFC East uh, is a pretty good division. Uh, they got. <laughs> The Patriots. Hold on, um, you said it was a pretty good division. I don't think it's, it's a power uh, struggle, and there really is. Uh, well, I think I think a team from uh, that division has a pretty good chance to go to the Super Bowl. So, um, one of those teams, I think, will end up making the Super Bowl. It all, and uh, it, all, it all depends on if Ryan Tannehill can stay healthy or not. Yeah, well, we'll we'll see which one it is. But my guess is that the other three will probably end up at the bottom of the ASC, possibly with the worst records in the entire. So they'll, you know, three top five picks and one Super Bowl chance. That's my prediction for the AFC East. You guys can figure out which which team switch. Oh man, I, it'll be interesting. I, I I think Miami can actually be a little frisky. I mean, obviously nowhere near taking the division away, but I think they could be a little frisky if Tannehill's playing and Drake's okay. But at the same time, they easily can win three games, and I wouldn't yeah. be surprised at all. Well, I think that the Dolphins. Um, yeah, I wouldn't be shocked if they went seven and nine or something you know not terrible like that but they're they honestly may have the worst roster in the nfl in terms of building for the building for the future like they have nothing to build around they're like who are they their top draft pick this year was minka fitzpatrick who is a player without a position i mean he's a nice he's a nice i think it'd be a nice addition to like a good team but he's kind of like you know, the icing on the cake and they don't really have a cake to, you know, put them on. So. So I've got to say for the listener out there, uh, we at pro football jokes do make a lot of jokes and like to have a good time, but we could not be any more serious about the, um, the dark future ahead for the Miami dolphins. <laughs> yeah. You might give someone else a big contract <laughs> that they don't deserve. So, Thinking about you. Is uh, Nadamkin who still on the Dolphins? Uh, no, he is on the Rams now. Ah, sorry, sorry. That is that is a team that intrigues me with how many big contracts they've given out this season. I mean, as I was texting you guys, Robert Wood has a $35 million yeah, deal. Pr- pretty crazy how the Rams can manage to sign all these guys. They make Aaron Donald the highest paid guy ever in terms of non-QBs. And the suit didn't actually get that much money, but they they paid Todd Gurley this big contract and Brandon Cooks. Terrifying. Will they be that good next year? I, Will they be that good this year? It's tough for me. I they, They're talent is they have so many superstars on the on you know both sides of the ball i guess but i, I hard for me to see jared goff in the super bowl and they have no edge rushers whatsoever they're easily the worst group of edge rushers in the nfl but maybe it doesn't matter if they 
Yeah, Varen Donald and Dominican Sue are there in the middle, just devouring the offensive line that it just makes it easy on those guys. I don't know. Well, I think the answer is that we need to do a pro football jokes uh, preview podcast next week. Look at the AFC, look at the NFC, uh, break down the divisions quickly and just really pick some of the storylines that we're very excited to to see. Uh, I think that is a fantastic idea, Jim. It's what I'm here for. So I know all you listeners are just salivating hearing that news. So um, we will put out this podcast maybe. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So just keep watch or check pro football jokes every day. Just uh, just because we're not going to actually tell you what date because we have no idea, but Check our yeah, Twitter page. Keep checking. Just keep hitting refresh. Have it on all day, and uh, yeah, eventually uh, it'll probably be there. Actually, instead of refresh, instead of refresh, <laughs> I'm going to give you guys a PayPal link, and you just give five dollars <laughs> to it every time you <laughs> refresh, and that will uh, hopefully make your internet go yeah, faster. This is not a scam. And Don't us worry. Go faster. Yeah, and I'll, I'll have a mic. I'll hopefully have a mic for the next time, so you guys can. Yeah, we want them to come back. It goes to it goes to company, uh, (laughs) and and our hot takes on stuff are really hot, and we uh, love talking about football, man. Yeah, I love football. All right, you have some music to play. Uh, well, it's the same as the intro music, actually. So, um, for freaking beast, uh, ops also known uh and jump 3220 and pep the chip uh this was the first ever pro football joke podcast but certainly not the last well probably not the last um so come back next time uh have a good day i, I we have to work on that outro wait, no, we gotta talk about uh, one more okay, thing before sorry. you go we're, we're re- rewind <laughs> a little bit uh um, all right what what do you want to talk about i'm excited how excited are you for oh, the pickup? I, I mean, that's the whole the whole reason that, that to watch week one of the NFL is to start the pick'em, and you know you get to read the pro football jokes pick'em. I mean, that's that, you don't even really need to watch the games. I mean, we'll we'll watch them for you, and and we'll pick yeah. them right. <laughs> well, some will, I mean, we're sorry to spoil the games for you, but yeah. So I was about to say, uh, Alex is starting to figure out my strategy. It's don't watch the games. That's the that's the strategy to win the pick'em. Oh yeah, Works. of course. Just trust. I'm going to shoot this one in here before we end the podcast. Uh, 49ers winning the NFC West. Um, yeah, I don't <laughs> see it happening. But uh, I'm excited for the preview. Jimmy G hasn't lost the game yet, so you know I'm not that wrong. That's that's true. I mean, they'll. I think they'll finish top four in the division. So, anyway, let's try this one more time. All right, for uh, Ox, uh, also known as Freaking Beast, uh, and Jump Thirty Two Twenty, and Pep the Chep. Uh, this was the first ever Pro Football Jokes po- podcast. Maybe next time you even get to hear from Reed, the unpaid intern. Uh, but don't count on it. Uh, but please come by again. We'll talk to you next time.